0: you like that you want to try that it's like a flashback so shake your ass crack i got the boss to rock the salsa funk a blues or any groove to make your move cause taking you to another landscape it's my mandate i'm highly animated even though i'm decomposing so if your feet is frozen i'm gonna die to see you uh, right when that flute was coming in like that piccolo i did that for quite a while. You've actually heard that song before? Uh, yeah, that's Del,
1: right? Well, it's it, Gorillaz, I assume. Yeah, there you go. But, Del. Yes, yeah, Del. Yes. With Dan the Automator. I think I I that I was one of the first songs actually, that the Gorillaz put out. But it's on. It's under Gorillaz, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Because I have this, uh, this old, uh, Automator album. I was wondering, maybe, I know
1: it. Could have been. Could have been. Well, yeah. uh, I don't think it's, well, no, it's, it's been released on their album, but you never know. Is it around when uh, Thirty Thirty came out? Is it about that old? Uh, maybe a couple years older than that. Okay. Yes. Five, what? Maybe yeah. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite shit. Little <laughs> Well, it's been a while since Dent days,
0: and it's been a while since uh, we've been here on the wax, uh, bringing a podcast. So uh, reintroduce. I got a uh, bad news ramen over here. Watch your game today, Tiger? <laughs> I this is, uh, who, who, who the hell am I? I have I have my donuts. And, uh, I, I, it's been uh, interesting to uh, kind of just step away from talking wrestling for a couple of weeks and then watch things happen and uh, kind of get back together. And, you know, it's definitely, you know, sometimes we go every week and then we talk, like, segment by segment on certain things, but... You know, I think that this could be a good kind of. I like, think an overall picture. Yeah, is, big picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, did you have any particular big picture things you wanted to go at um, to start with, or do you want me to uh, bring up a topic
1: here? I think you need to bring up a topic. All right. So. So, well, so I mean, let me let me get some stuff out of the way. Okay. So I switched over to DirecTV, and uh, it's the the recording system is a little bit different now. So it's kind of I've been trying to record raw for the past like month and a half. With no no success, so I, I haven't really watched any RAW. But I've been watching SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it, at the same time it's kind of been I wouldn't say it, it's kind of been refreshing to step away and watch like one show. And maybe maybe I do want to bring something up. So so we we talked a little bit yesterday because we were, we were trying to I was trying to record the podcast uh, the night before uh, of the night that we're speaking up right now. And he asked me if uh if I watched No Mercy, and I said I I, I didn't watch it. And he said No Mercy. I was like, Oh, the video game? That's a good video game. Um, but it, you know, it, we're in a landscape now where to me these monthly pay-per-views don't carry as much weight. Like I I don't see a difference in terms of what I am going to watch. Like they're not blow-off matches, right? I mean it's it's I mean these monthly things, which is fine. If this isn't anything new, but. I just felt like there were people that would not pay to watch a pay-per-view maybe because it wasn't in their budget. And I just feel like now that it's readily available for for a decent price, you know, per month. And maybe the question, you know, the solution is you raise the price per month to watch a to to watch a WWE, but I just feel like it's it, you know, these these things, these pay-per-views I, I I'm just not getting them anymore. You know, like in terms of like they they don't mean anything, right? Like It'd be a case where it's like, hey, you want to come over and, and watch the pay per view? I'm like, yeah, let's go, you know, let's put some money into it. You know, like I'll buy the pizza, you buy the pay per view. I got the better deal out of that. But I mean, it's just kind of this landscape now of, of wrestling, and I don't know. I mean, at the same time, I feel like WWE is like kind of leading the way in streaming. But then at the same time, it's like I feel like kind of the spirit of pay per views and, and wrestling in general, in terms of how we ingest it, has changed. Yeah, I mean that's we're on the same page
0: because that's where I was gonna lead off anyway. Um, it's weird because uh, and and you're, you're, you keep seeing monthly paper uh, pay per views, but pretty much bi monthly now because now with the split shows, they're uh, on these lesser pay per views. You're getting you're getting one every two weeks, and yeah, I agree. It's a uh, it's kind of devaluing it, right? It's uh, oversaturating the market a little bit. Um, but the weird thing is like. The matches are still pretty good like the shows are pretty good but they don't have that special pay-per-view feel they have uh, it feels like a really good raw or a really good smackdown but it doesn't feel like um oh this is something i have to see right now and and um you know as much as i like smackdown live um like on a, on a week like this week like i just barely got through watching raw and smackdown today so i could come over here and, and do this right like like um, I don't know if it's uh, you know the the situation that the country is in, but like I would never really imagine myself watching a a debate instead of a wrestling pay per view. Uh, but that was my priority on Sunday night, and I think they kind of knew that. The second
1: that. one, yeah. I, I stopped watching. I, I saw all I needed to see after the first one. But but I, I understand. But, At least you knew there was a pay per view. <laughs> right, Sunday. <laughs> I didn't even know there was uh, a pay per view. Well, and and it was odd
0: the way they did their like the way they formatted the matches, where they put the main event first, which I mean, I think it did have a lot to do with uh, going up against the pay-per-view. But I mean, the the point is, uh, it's like I put wrestling on the back burner to watch that. Um, and then the other thing that, that I put wrestling on the back burner for was um, I was compelled to watch the Giants playoff, and I hate the Giants. Mm-hmm. I, I I loathe the Giants. But, you uh, detest the Giants. I do, but it was it was Bumgarner against the Cubs. And even on the second day after, like the pay per view, like on Monday night, he's like, "No, I gotta, I gotta watch this because
1: Bob one of the best pitchers. This is probably the best pro season pitcher of all time
0: since Dave Stewart." But uh, I digress. Um, and I had to watch it. And oh, he didn't, he didn't have to run that. I,
1: know, I, I, I like, I like Stewart. Not, 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 just let listen. me, just let me, just let me go. Just let me go. So. Uh, no, but you're wrong. But go ahead. I, I said since. Since okay, uh, all
0: yeah, right, thank you. Okay. Um, so then, you know, if I got to if I got to um, start watching the pay per view after I would have, but I wanted to watch that postseason baseball, and I have barely watched any baseball this year. But like, I, it was just like, and then it just
1: backloaded me on three straight days of, of all this wrestling I had to catch up on. Um, and then Thursday, you had the well, at least at the Niners game, you only watched the first quarter and then you stopped watching, right? N- no, I watched I, I watched the whole Niners game sadly. A lot, a lot of keys were thrown. No, no, I. Did you break your
0: remote? No, I. I, I understand what they are. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Either <they're> Denny. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it, it's uh, you know, I mean, I think the product's good. I mean, when I'm watching it, I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. what I'm seeing. But it, it's just so much of it to try to consume, especially on on uh, when you get a a pay per view on a Sunday and then Raw and then SmackDown on Tuesday. Um, in, in those like every. Every two weeks, you get um, in a month when they're doing those pay-per-views. That way, it, it's a lot of wrestling to try to watch, especially with other things going on. And uh, yeah, it doesn't—something there's that's lost there. Now, I will say um, that I feel like uh, maybe um, being that that's how it is with with um, like these kind of second-tier pay-per-views that they're doing. It is kind of making me look forward a lot more to Survivor Series. Um, because I think the way that they're starting to build up what, what Survivor Series is going to be, and um, you, so you saw SmackDown, which I just finished, mm-hmm. they announced that they they challenged for three yeah. uh, traditional um, Survivor Series-type matches. Two teams of
1: five, strategy 11th. Right, and I mean, we,
0: we love that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that was like the one thing that always, I always look forward to Survivor Series, but in recent years, I, I would get disappointed, not in the cards or what's going on necessarily, just I want to see more than one five-on-five, on five. Yeah. and now if we're going to really get three of them, um, I'm really looking forward to that and, and it kind of places more importance on like those handful like Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, Wrestlemania the, the big, I think they claim there's a big four now, I don't know which one would be the fourth biggest, but those ones that are going to be combined pay-per-views I think they will like heighten the importance of those, but in the meantime, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of taken away from, from the importance of, of these secondary pay-per-views
1: Well, this is what we wanted though, right? I mean the whole thing is We've been clamoring for a WWE network, so they have a network. They need to fill the network up. And the thing is, I mean, I think if you look at that kind of network, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of programming on there, a lot of a lot of good programming. But the thing is, like, this is like this is like specialized, you know, it's like it's it's not not like you know. So you have like Netflix, and Netflix, same thing. You have a ton of stuff on Netflix. But when Luke Cage uh, comes out, like I, I hammered you, Luke Cage, right? And that's like kind of yeah, what you're talking about, right? It's like I had no desire to watch wrestling because I had 13 episodes of Luke Cage to watch. You kind like it? Yeah, it was good. I mean, it, it wasn't as good as you, you saw. it? I haven't seen it. Yet. Okay, uh, it's kind of uh, it, it. It was good, but the, there are some aspects like you know when I'm watching comic like this it's kind of kind of corny, you know. But it's still good. I mean, it's no, it's no Jessica Jones. I mean, I thought Jessica Jones, and, and I think Daredevil and Jessica Jones by far. Uh, outclass Luke Cage, but it was good. Luke Cage it's was ca- good. It's got to be better than Daredevil season two, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's on par with season two. Okay, I was season two was I was Daredevil season two. It was okay. Dude. It was it was okay, but I I, grew, I, I I grew tired of Daredevil. I yeah, I grew tired of his crying. I mean, he did he did a lot of yeah. But so, anyways, so what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to you know relate this, and and I think we grew up in a time. I mean, you didn't have access to it, but I did. We had WWF, AWA, and WCW, and AWA was kind of like an NXT, you know, like in terms of. I mean, NXT is way better than AWA. Don't get me wrong, but it was the third. It was kind of the third. The third show, uh, WCW, to me, felt more like an NXT, you know, because of just the way the storylines were, or just like the kind of the kayfabe. It's heavily kayfabe, right? Um, and I, but at the same time, it was it was, it was still like once a week. You know, it's, like, w- when you have, you know, these are, like, once a week, but it's, it's just, it's, you're at the level where it's, like, you know, Raw doesn't outclass SmackDown. I think that's kind of like the whole thing. It's like, it's, like, they're creating this environment where they're going up against each other, but there's no stakes, you know, like, there's no stakes. It's, like, they've already won. I mean, I'm, I'm giving them credit to, because, like, you know, like, there's some aspects of Raw that I really like. There's a lot of aspects of SmackDown uh, that I really like. You know, I, th- I think Ronaldo still is. I mean, that, th- his work that he did this past Tuesday, uh, just announcing. I mean, it, it's yeah. I mean, he was so good. Just was just, just like there was something that he alluded to. That I thought it was great. I was like, dude. So so it's funny you mentioned that. So
0: there was like there was two things that that. Um, the internet kept bringing up, was, uh, he referenced, there's like a, that new uh, Bruno Mars song that came out yeah. on Friday, uh, 24 karat magic, so the internet was going crazy for that one, and then there was something else. Um, That'd be a good
1: finisher name, 24 karat magic, you know. that, would, that would, that sounds like a finisher name that, that I would create, or even, like, uh, even a character I would, I, would, I, would, uh, I would create. Yeah, um,
0: and then, uh, what was the, I forget what the other reference was, There's was another one that... Was, it,
1: was, it was super inside. You
0: know, like... But it was, it was more, it was more current, yeah. right? But, but, then, it, but no, it was like inside of no, the more current the one game. that was really inside that I liked that That flew under the radar is they're talking about how bad a referee uh, Dean Ambrose was, and then and then he brought up Danny Davis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dangerous Danny Davis. Oh yeah, that was the really inside reference. One. So that was the one that like I, I didn't hear any commentary about that. But yeah, no, he he was he was on his game, man. I, I, I mean he always is, but
1: yeah, Morrow is. He, well, even like when they when they replayed the the pay per view, I didn't see. His call, I mean, like I, I haven't heard calls like that, that had like the, I don't want to say believability, but in terms of like the the genuine, like being actual genuine about it, like excited since you know Jim Ross during his heyday, you know. Yeah, no, I mean I think, I mean that
0: that was a great move bringing him in, and um, and I, it's like he he really should be the voice of of WWE. Um, but in terms of what they're trying to do to build up the SmackDown brand, I mean, he's one of the reasons
1: why you really enjoy watching SmackDown. Yeah, I, I think he's a go-to for watching SmackDown, and, and yeah, I, I feel SmackDown, you know, just not. So I've I've only had access to SmackDown, and it hasn't it hasn't made me watching SmackDown hasn't made me yearn to watch like oh I need to watch Raw. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like oh this is fine, but Raw's like the better product. Like you can you can just get by just like watch the Smackdown you know and and be satisfied as a wrestling fan and there, there's a lot of to me Smackdown's more genuine there's a lot of NXT aspects to that show where raw is more is is the polished one and I, and I really think um, you know Balor being hurt has, has really hurt it. but at the same time uh, you know you, you have a match like Raw and Jericho which is which is what everybody clamors for right so you, you did not see that match though I saw eight minutes of it
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: and I, and I, I didn't watch the finish.
0: I just watched it today. Uh, t- like I watched the second half of Raw and then SmackDown today before I came over, and then luckily, right when I got done with uh, SmackDown, I got to see the ninth inning of that uh, that Nationals and Dodgers game. But um, but yeah, that, that was a that was a great main event.
1: I think um, the Dodgers will win the whole thing.
0: All right. <laughs> I'm sad. gonna I'm gonna go Cubs, but. Uh, <laughs> that that like you know sometimes uh, you get on me for saying very good I'm gonna say that that was a great match between uh Rollins and Jericho and I mean, Jericho is doing some great work right now um, like for himself but like you know the interplay he has with with Owens and and, and building that storyline it just works really well uh, his, his list I love the list yeah. the list is awesome um, so I don't know, everything Jericho <laughs> doing right now is working but but then what what I think is really nice is like and uh, you know this is because of the split right now that you've got you've separated and, and you know not 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 to beat the dead horse but since Cena's on SmackDown and you need to rely more on the depth of your roster when you have to put these main events together you know you get a main event that's Jericho and, and Rollins which you know I think the the wrestling fan the wrestlers wrestling fan wants to see that match rather than just see another like random John Cena tag match or even you know or Roman Reigns part, right? Like Roman Reigns is doing uh, good work, but he's not forced to be in the main event all the time. You can go to Jericho, you can go to um, Owens, you can bring in Sandy Zayn um, to have some really good matches too, or Cesaro. Like, I, I kind of like the direction that the Cesaro and, and Sheamus thing ended up going with at the end too. Um, but I think. Do they, they have
1: their match then at all? Or, or is it still on the back burner?
0: Um, their tag team now. Oh, yeah, that? Uh, there you go. <laughs> That's hey. funny, too, because um, the last week that we were supposed to um, podcast um, before we, um, we, ended up, we ended up not being able to do it was right before um, the last pay-per-view, which was only a couple of weeks ago, yeah. right? And so that was the seventh match, and and that was actually going to kind of predict, like, the way it was going. I kind of felt like they were going to end up as a team because I couldn't see either one of them, like... Going on to do something challenging, uh, Roman Reigns for the U.S. and and sure enough, that's what happened. But I think I think the dynamic works, and um, I think it's been going pretty good. Like you don't know what direction that team's going to go in, but but the matches are good and, and well, no, no, they, they it have good chemistry. Gives, those it gives, guys. it gives
1: you a reason to watch, right? Like right. Who's going to turn on who or who you know who killed, right who, or who killed
0: who? Right. Or if they're going to end up getting together, if they're going to both be faces, they're going to both be heels, like like Cesaro is a he's a I mean he's a great wrestler all around but he's a great tag team wrestler too and it's almost like you can put him with anybody that's competent and then you can, they can make a good team and most of the teams I've seen him in like Chris Hero was more of a um, like a technician as Tyson Kidd was more of a technician this is the first and then Cesaro always had to be the power guy it's the first time I've ever seen him where he's like not saying that Cesaro isn't a technician because he is but He's not the main power guy, but though he also has power. You got Sheamus, so it's a really good like. You know, you guys had like the, in the in the old tag teams were either built in like there was two monsters or there was like one monster and one technician, and you kind of get both of those teams in this. You got Sheamus as the monster, and then Cesaro's kind of a chameleon and can go both directions. So, I, I do have kind of high hopes for the direction that that tag team can go in, but but I think the roster split does allow for these things. So I, I think it's kind of like. I think the split is doing its job in a way um, that I think it's allowing them to do more things with the various talents that they have and, and let them explore feuds a little more deeper and stuff. But it does have those 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 couple. I dread every couple of weeks when it's like, oh, here's a pay per view, and now like you know I'm gonna be overloaded for the next three or four days. We didn't even mentioned SmackDown uh, or um NXT on Wednesdays. I haven't gotten to. NXT for the last 2 weeks which generally is my favorite show but because of so much wrestling and then they started
1: the the Dusty Rhodes Classic.
0: Yeah, they did. So I know I know I'm 2 weeks back and some pretty big. So I I've,
1: I've, I've actually watched the <laughs> NXT instead of you. It's okay. a rural reversal Yeah, 30.
0: But I, I did see the the news of uh, the uh, two uh two guys that are uh, two uh two talents that they brought in this week in Roderick Strong and uh James going to go against the Oscar which should be really good but Roderick Strong I think that's a that's a very good signing. Uh, I had known about it for a couple months, but him and Aries have a, a story past, and they're actually teamed up for uh, the Dusty Rhodes Classic apparently.
1: So that that should be really nice too. Um. So, since so the other thing with these pay-per-views too is that you're having a title match every two weeks, which I which I really think. You know, so is, is Sasha Banks the women's champion right now? Yes. Yeah. And when does she win the championship? Was At good?
0: the last pay per view.
1: No, no, no. Um, she main evented two Raws ago. And so, so, so she won it again off of a Raw main event. Was it a good yeah. match? It was a good match. So, so I, I can watch it in two months when WWE makes it available uh, on the WWE network. I would say so.
0: Is yeah. that, that what it
1: is? Yeah, well, I, I try to. So maybe I can watch like <laughs> the the Raw since I stopped watching Raw. Mm-hmm. And it's like September fifth is like the latest one. Uh, so it's like oh, okay. I
0: mean, I'm sure you could. Find it on YouTube or something like that, but but yeah, it, I mean
1: I shouldn't, it was a I big, sh- I shouldn't have to.
0: It was a big, yeah, but it was a, yeah because you know you pay for your, I, your I, WWE I, I network.
1: God damn it, I pay for yeah, my network. network. And and I, I want instant results. Right.
0: Um, what yeah, was I saying though? Yeah, it was a good match, but I think like more so the fact that they're they're letting those two um, main event a uh, raw is is a pretty significant step forward. Um, now they're going to have them in a cell match in, at yeah. Hell in a cell. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I gathered that much. Right. So, uh, but so and then to, let's let's talk about the other uh, idiot in the room, which is uh, Goldberg. What the hell's going on with that? So I mean, it, it's like rearing his ugly head, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Does, does he have to cut a promo? <laughs> he, he's going to be on Raw. On oh Monday my to, God. To uh, accept the challenge. Oh God! Don't tell me. Yeah. It, I just did what you did. Uh, back your brother's plate
0: <laughs> So I'll I'll, I'll I'll give this much to Paul Heyman.
1: He can cut a promo.
0: He did everything he could to uh, to make it seem like there was some interest for Goldberg. Started the Goldberg champ a couple times, and was able to get a little bit of it going. Which you know, I mean, I I don't want to hear it, but I'm saying Heyman, like that's an impossible task right there to try to get Goldberg over, and, and he
1: he he did his damnedest, man. But yeah, I really don't. I think I think Goldberg. Not only does Goldberg bring out the worst in in wrestlers, but he brings out the worst in fans too. Like I, I feel like I'm like Robert De Longshanks in in Braveheart. When when they start chanting Goldberg, I I feel like coughing a lot, saying sheep sheep. We're <laughs> <laughs> just just dying in your bed right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last gasp. Go, Goldberg's baby is in my belly. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: And then you know. The, the particular shame of it being, you know, in the Bay Area, and then they go into the crowd and you see guys wearing my, wearing the NWO shirt cheering, yeah. cheering Goldberg, Goldberg yeah. which uh, no, no,
1: no history right there, dude.
0: No, but um, I, I, I just can't imagine. I anything. mean, didn't
1: I mean we've already seen that match, dude, and it wasn't that good of a match either. Right. I mean, and that, that's, it, where, it that's where uh, that's where that's where Barclay Lesnar almost broke his neck, I mean, trying, trying trying to, to do the um, trying to do that flip or yeah, whatever.
0: yeah, the. the, the five, not a five star.
1: The uh... yeah, Simon Moonsault. <laughs> no, it, it was, it the, was um, the Seven Year Rich.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Um, what did they call it? The Billy Kidman's... That was that hours. was. That's what Kidman called it, but it was. Um, I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm dying over here. Just the whole thought of uh, having to watch sit through a Goldberg match has got me flustered. Um, I, I just I don't know who wants to see this match, right? That, it, sure. it goes back yeah. to you, it goes back to your old axiom of Vince McMahon. That he always wants to balance the scales, and he th- he thinks he can he thinks he can make some money off of it. And that's my
1: that's my axiom. I've, I've said your, that. your axiom
0: is that um that 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 he like that Vince McMahon likes things to come full circle. Closer. So,
1: yeah, close. So he'll
0: have like if Triple H lost to Brock Lesnar when Brock first came back, you know, eventually they're gonna have a, a return match, and Brock's gonna get over, and Goldberg is the only guy that. Well, I don't know if he's the only guy, but...
1: Yeah. Well, here, here's, I mean, here, here's the here's the thing, and, I, and I'm cutting you off, is like, so, Go I, ahead. <laughs> I, I've heard Goldberg, like, on podcasts and stuff, and, like, on Steve Austin's podcast, and the only thing is, I mean, the guy's in it for the money, right? I mean, the, it, it's, I don't know why you, you bring back, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing, it's like, it's like, you always have to rule out, like, a celebrity, right? You know, and... I don't know, dude. I mean, I mean, the whole thing with Brock Lesnar and, and what they're doing with ESPN and, and trying to make him kind of like a, a legitimate athlete, you know, to kind of get that t- type of crossover, which really bothers me in the first place. You know, it's like, it's like you, this is like ESPN. They're, they're supposed to be like the... Now, I'm saying what they're supposed to be. It's not what I believe, but they're supposed to be like the number and one... That's like, not what they've been for quite a while. But yeah, continue. but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't get... I mean, ESPN, you know... Used to mean something, right? Like they're like a legitimate news organization, way, way, way back when, and and they're covering this stuff. You know, they're, they're, it's like tongue in cheek. You know, it's like what what the hell is Sports Center doing? And then the whole thing is like not SportsCenter, but ESPN. And the whole thing is like is like if if you question their journalism integrity, man, like man, people are dying. You know, like people slip their own throats over it. You know, like executives like pull out their hat saying like, oh, we're legitimate, we're legitimate. So, well, you're not legitimate. You know, like. If, if you're trying to, you know, do this WWE thing and make it like a legit news story, and, and you have like coverage on it, like, Brock Lesnar opened up Randy, I was like, come on, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't even watch ESPN anymore because they're a joke. But that's just kind of the whole thing. It's like, you know, it, it's just... You could have a really compelling character in Brock Lesnar, right? But, if, you know, and it's the same thing that I've had problems with, with Cena as well, is that, you know, Cena tries to break that fourth wall while he's cutting a promo, it's all this tongue-in-cheek stuff, like you know, I know something that you don't know, but you're gonna you're gonna believe it because you know you're stupid and you know it's demeaning as a fan. I think Brock Lesnar can be can can be you can take out all that cross-promotion crap, not try to make him hit you know not try to make him go viral, and you could have like a legitimate like heel type character like the old days, right? And and just run with that. That's compelling. But when when you start throwing out all these people that don't even belong, Bill Goldberg does not belong in the ring. Right, he does not belong in a ring anymore because the guy always sucked. He has been on record saying that that he's in it for the money. And it's like, why do I care about this guy? I mean, he's not a he's not a phenomenon. He's not a he's not a show anymore. He had a two or three month run where where he was just overpowering just going like, Wow, like who the hell is this guy? And then and then he got played out and he got stayed. And I'm supposed to I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to kinda walk on water and, and drink the Kool-Aid on this guy.
0: I have no rebuttal, man. I mean,
1: was, 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 that, that, you know, was that a good rant? It's very calm,
0: wasn't it? it, it yeah, it, it can't really classify as a rant because you were you were very calm. Uh, okay, but uh,
1: but I mean, you broke it down. You, you, mean, sound, you mean, sound like Don
0: West. Oh my God! God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If you buy his car, it's gonna be worth like five million dollars. Oh my God! I only have
1: twenty-three of
0: them left, and they're of 6 six ninety-nine. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I. I can't imagine who wants to see Bill Goldberg wrestle, like, but the only thing I can say is, when the match happens, like, if I get to see Brock Lesnar kick his ass pretty quick for, for a while, like, I'll be fine with it, but,
1: like... I'm, but, but Goldberg's not known to do any type of jobs. Right. I mean, do you really see him, like, doing, like, 15 suplexes on Bill Goldberg? Because, hey, he's Bill Goldberg, I mean, right? I think that if Brock, He's a legend.
0: I believe that if Brock Lesnar wanted to, he could. Huh and so uh, there's that there's that in- like the only intrigue in the thing is Bro- is a- any match that Brock Lesnar's in has a certain amount of of intrigue just to see what's this guy going to do right so that's the only thing that that will compel me to watch the match like i it, it makes me want to not watch it just because it's goldberg but you know i think the rest of the card is shaping up to be something that i really want to see um, but like i have i have zero hope
1: or anticipation to watch a goldberg match or Especially well, let, let me cut you off, and let, let's harp on with Brock Lesnar. Because you're saying, like, any, any Brock Lesnar match, like there's a curiosity about him, like, what he's going to do, right? To me, after what he did with Randy Orton, and just, like, the blatant, like, trying to, like, headlengstilling that they try to do with, the, with this match, and mm-hmm. there's no follow-through on, on the end of it, and, and the only time that there will be follow-through is that they don't have a plan. They're like, well, let's roll out Randy Orton and, and, and Brock Lesnar again. I, I, I feel that there's a chink in Brock Lesnar's armor, because of that match, I, I just right, you know, it's like, I don't want to. I mean, how is he going to top that? I don't want to see him try to top it, and and, and I, I really have no interest in. I wouldn't have. It doesn't matter who he's fighting. I don't. I wouldn't have an interest in any of it because it's just like, okay, this is what Brock Lesnar is now. You know, he's not. They're, they're not going to make him like a legitimate heel. They're not going to make him like a legitimate champion. You know, he, he's a, he's a he's a he's a sideshow that's supposed to be like a big deal when he wrestles, and I, I'm just not into it anymore. So I think they'll, I think they pick their
0: spots with Brock Lesnar right now and I think um, that it's all about um, like there'll be storyline and things like that as, as it gets in the direction towards Wrestlemania and then after the Wrestlemania season, like the, there's it's kind of like an off season for him and then they'll just bring him in and have random matches, which can generally be pretty good, so I'm um, that's why I think there's the curiosity. I agree. Like the Randy Orton thing, it, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? So I'm not gonna say that I'm completely uh, uninterested in anything that Brock does just because of that match. But yeah, that leaves a bad taste. And then the next opponent he has
1: is a guy that I really, really do not. Which, which see. I which I cut you off when you're trying to explain. So what, what do right. you want to say when I cut you off about uh, Goldberg? Is that all you wanted to say? Um,
0: just. The, the, the only thing that can make me enjoy it is just if I, if I see him get his ass kicked, that'd be the only thing I'd want to see. But it's not it's not drawing me in. It's not making me want to watch. There, there's really one guy that I really want to see wrestle against Goldberg that I think, just like from a physical standpoint and a, and a talent standpoint, I think would be a, a very interesting match and believable that the other guy could win, and I think it's Samoa Joe. Like, that's the match I want to see. I think you could build up to against Bill Goldberg. No, against, against Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Okay. I think mean, he's he's the only guy in there. But I don't know if you said Bill Goldberg or not. Steve, okay. uh, don't don't. I believe don't, I said him. Don't 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 yell at me, dude. You yeah. <laughs> You insult me. By, no! <laughs> by, you insult me by saying thinking that I wanted to see Samoa Joe against Goldberg. Um, <laughs> but I think like from a physical standpoint, from uh, the way that Joe's matches are, like, you know, he has a lot of um, like MMA style um, repertoire, like, and. You don't think that he? I don't think he would just be physically intimidated. He's not a guy you would think would be physically intimidated by Brock. I think that could be a really, a really great match if they build it up the right way, um, and that would be the one that I'd really want to see. I don't know if there's anybody else on the roster that makes me say, yeah, I think that's, that's a great matchup for, for Brock. But it still usually ends up being like, interesting TV.
1: Well, my whole thing on Brock right now is that it's, it's getting, it's becoming an old act. I mean, I mean, listen. Paul Heyman's great, but it's like, I, I I don't need to hear, whenever, you know, whenever Brock Lesnar is ready to wrestle, they roll out Paul Heyman, and he, he cuts a great promo, but it's like, I just, I mean, there's, unless you have, unless you have, like, a good story behind it, I mean, because everything right now, is like, with Brock Lesnar, there's no story, right, because he's never around, which is, which is fine, but, I mean, there, there's no, right now, what they're suffering from is, there's no believability that anybody can beat Brock Lesnar, right, and, and. It's just, it doesn't matter who you put out there. And I, I really think it kind of, you know, it's very easy for people to boo Roman Reigns because, you know, he was kicking out of all of Brock Lesnar's stuff. Well, it was like, well, why don't you look at Brock Lesnar himself? You know, like, I mean, the guy, you know, his match is just to overpower people. He's not telling a great story in the match. There's nobody on that roster right now that is legitimate can legitimately beat this guy. And if, and if you do, if he does get beat, it's a case because, okay, they want to get this guy over. Right, so I mean, I like Brock. I have enjoyed his matches, but there is no, there's no future with this guy in terms of, I mean, what does he mean to for the company? I mean, if you look at like his overall legacy, what what is his legacy going to be? And and I don't know if you can. I don't know if if you can if you can say it. I don't know if you can Bruno Sammartino it right. I mean, because the whole thing is like. Is he legitimate? Yeah, he's legitimate. But he's so legitimate that he can't he can't sell he can't sell a story. Uh he can probably he probably moves tickets. I'm not gonna say that he doesn't, but in terms of what a real wrestling fan is, that's not a performer I want to watch. You know, and and that was always his problem, even his first run, right? Like the guy was so overpowering and he got fed up with his storyline, but he was he was such an overpowering presence that nobody could beat the guy. And, and the whole thing is that like he has to you know, his character is to be a badass. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't. I, I don't want to say that he doesn't um, sell for anybody because I, I think it's it's beyond that, right? Like he's not a typical wrestler, he's not a typical professional wrestler, and there's benefits of that, but in the in the long term, I don't think you're ever gonna look at this guy and go like, oh man, I remember these series of matches he had with this guy. He that's not the type of performer that he is, and whatever, I mean. Okay, he beats the Undertaker. I've already forgotten the Undertaker match. Like, I haven't forgot about it, but I can't tell you, like, certain moves, you know, like, that he did or certain spots they did. Mm-hmm. Where I can do that with, like, a Macho Man, I can do that with the Chris Jericho, and I can do that with a Ric Flair. And so that's just kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, I don't dislike the guy, but there's no future in, in his front. Yeah, I, And I
0: think, I mean, I guess the best comparison I could be, say is, uh, the, for the Goldberg match is a lot like, uh, Brock Lesnar against John Cena. It's like I, I was willing to watch it because I knew I was going to get to see Cena get dropped on his head a bunch of times, and and that was that was the exciting part for me, right? So uh, that's really the only thing for me to, to to look forward to. In that, if I end up watching that Goldberg match, unless I just you know make that a ah oh, this guy sucks, I want to go take a league moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It, that, that's way too much time talking about Goldberg.
1: I don't think it is. I mean, I, 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 I just think it's it's like, you know, it's you have. You have this momentum with the brand split. Then you have a little bit of. I mean, it, I'm oversaturated with wrestling. I mean, I'll I'll be dead honest. And especially like when they when they had the CWC, it's like, it's like just over and it's just like so much stuff. And then they try to introduce these guys on Raw, and it, it's not the, you know, these CWC guys, it's not the same, you know? It's like, it's not, the the, in, the impact isn't there because it's like, I don't think it translates to, to Raw, so maybe if you want to transition there, we can transition there. I did want to transition there. Yeah, so. Look, we're, we're thinking like Yeah. So uh, so the guy that won the CWC, I just don't think he can transition on on, on the regular roster, because why? Wow. It's, the CWC was a, uh, you know, to to quote J.J. J. Dillon, it was like a special event, right? I mean, it was like, you knew you were watching something different. That the way that they presented it, the announcing, um, it was just like its own little entity. And, and everything about that show worked. Like, even like the dude that uh, the new commentator for Raw now with the, all the tattoos and stuff. Like even like Great. yeah, even like his kind of like his weekly, you know, forecast of, of of the matches coming up. He he looked at the breakdown of of the tournament stuff. I mean, all that stuff worked. But now now you're dealing with a you know with a it's a different audience. You know, and the whole thing is like you don't have, you don't have the time to tell a story in the match like match like you did with the CWC. The first episode, really short matches, but they were they were compelling because you've never seen these guys before. Um, I just, I, I, it, you know what it is. All these guys are vanilla, and I think that's the main thing is like you you need, a, you need a legit heel. Vanilla so, midgets? They're not vanilla midgets. They're they're just vanilla. You know, like that. There's no you know, it's like there is no depth to any of these characters, and I don't see I don't see them getting that depth until they can do something, but then if, if, they're, if they have to like go on, the, go on the mic and cut promos and do all the standard stuff that all these other superstars have been doing, then, then it, it, it's then the, the, the thing that made that successful in the first place is all gone. So I think
0: it can be, I think it can work, and it, and they can, it has to be done a very specific way, um, to make it work right, um, but I, th- but I think what it is, is, uh, it's like, okay, you got, one of the problems that Raw has had, um, over the years that we always complain about is, like, like, there's so much filler, and a lot of this filler is, is being taken care of by, uh, having Triple H come out and, and, and cut a 30-minute opening promo and doing all these other, like, segments that nobody cares about. Um, I I think, and you haven't been watching um, the last couple of weeks, and I felt like the, the first the first night that they uh, brought the Cruiserweights out, they didn't even bring out the champion. I thought that was, it was a very weird introduction to it, right? But um, if you notice how, like, um, a lot of times you'd see, like, there's certain, like, segments that you know are, like, just downtime filler, like bad matches. I think, and and one of the things that I thought in particular would be like, the like somewhere in the first half hour of the of the third hour of Raw, it would just be some random like put together divas match that nobody cared about, or like a couple of job tag teams, right? They're using that to fill in um, with with these cruiserweight matches, which I think, I think, I think that can work, right? I think you're supplementing. Um, spots that usually you kind of designated for just like throwaway matches to now you're putting in guys that at least they're going to get out there and, and they're going to be exciting, right? And then um, and I think that is a way that it can work. Now, I, I mean, I do agree with a lot of what you're saying in that like part of what made the Cruiserweight uh, Classic work because it was its own entity and you had all these, it was like you knew you were going to get great wrestling matches and there wasn't really a ton of story, right? And so that's the difficulty now you go on to Raw or you go on to SmackDown and there has to be some kind of storyline to go along with. Um, but I think as long as they kind of they do it in short bursts and then they put those matches I think you get as a wrestling fan you getting when they put those Cruiserweight matches on even if there's no story on Raw you're getting good matches as opposed to getting filler that is matches that you really don't care about. So I think I think it can work in that way, but it's going to be very difficult for them to do it. The other thing I'd say is, like, I think they need to be a little bit more selective with the cruiserweights that they are bringing up to Raw. It seems like they're just bringing up, like, some random guys. Like, T.J. Perkins is really good, uh, and I, I want to see him, you know, I want to see him continue on Raw. I think he's, he's a great competitor. Um, and the storyline he's got going is pretty I'm fine with it because I, I, I like Brian Kendrick. And I think that there is, that's a good story to tell. Like, the, this grizzled old veteran that has been out of it for a long time and now getting a shot at, like, the young new champion that's come out of nowhere. So I, I do think that storyline is very simple and it can work for now. But I think that eventually what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to take some of the guys that um, were pre-existingly on Raw that are cruiserweights, like a guy like Neville, and you're going to have to take some of those guys and and kind of in, put them into the cruiserweight mix, and I think at that point that's when that division will kind of take off.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think the the groundwork for the division is fine. I, I, you know, the workers they have, they, they're. I, I. It's not like I look at any of these masses and go like, "Oh, this guy's really raw." You know, like, "Oh, he needs a lot of work." I mean, every. I was I was really taken taken aback and really impressed with this with this CWC is that. All these guys put on really good matches. The problem that I have is that so you have guys that know how to work in the ring, but they're—I mean they, they don't know how to function in the WWE machine. I mean, it's—I mean, it's—it you know, this is a thing that eats you alive. And then they're, they're going in and they're going in vanilla, and they're, they're trying to get on the mic and they're trying to talk. I mean, you have the—you have the, you have the, the two guys—they smile at the camera all the time. And it's like so you have all of these guys that don't know how to command an arena. They're good on the indie scene, they're good in a small arena, but when, when you have a big arena and you have you have the amount of viewership that you have on Raw, and these guys these guys are rookies within that, and the thing that really kind of turns me off is that what made them good, what made them interesting is their ring work. I don't want to see their personality, you know, especially if you don't have one. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be smiling and, and shaking hands and, you know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole thing it's like it's like it's like this kayfabe of like oh he's a good guy and you know like you know he's he plays by the rules all all this crap it's like dude i'm like that worked back in the 80s and it didn't even work back in the 80s that's what made it corny and it's just they're just bringing a level of cornyism in there um and yeah. you know you're right you know TJ he's a, he's a great worker man i mean he's he's everything i look for in a wrestler right like you know he can he's he's technical he can fly and then he he has he has a he has a killer set up to for his uh, submission finisher. So I mean, I, I'm watch I'm watching his matches. Yeah, you know what? Like, but it's it's his, it. You know, like, and the one thing that I always said is like, you know, you you all you know, it's well known on this podcast that you look at the performance, you look at the worker. I look at the complete picture, and I'm not saying that I'm right or I'm, I'm wrong. The aura about him, you know, just just the way. The whole presentation, the packaging of him walking out, it's like it needs to be better than what it is. You get him in the ring, it's fine. Right. And that's the problem I have is that all these guys in the ring are fine. Mm-hmm. and and uh, the pageantry. The pageantry, the pomp and circumstance that these, that these guys have, it's really bad. Like, don't give me that. Don't give me that shit. You know, like, just have them walk to the ring or even have have them be in the ring. If you want to do, like, if you want to do, like, a 10-second, like, you know, picture-in-picture uh, picture of them, like, cutting a small little promo while they're starting, even the it can be the worst promo in the world, those work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and every one of those picture-in-picture promos are terrible. They're, they're, they've never been good, but it's what it's what I'm used to watching. I used to watch it all the time, like six, seven years old or eight years old. You know, you can be corny as all hell there because it works because I'm watching something else and it's just kind of background stuff. Don't don't treat them like superstars. Like don't treat them like you know. Don't put them in the same classes as as an Enzo and Cass or like a Finn Balor or a Nakamura. They do not have that yet. You know, they have to develop it. And it's not so. Don't force feed me that. Force feed me what's in the ring, and I'm fine. Yeah. And and the other thing, I think um,
0: your like, point, you, the other point you were making, uh, they need to have like a really solid heel. I mean, I think I think Brian Kendrick fits that bill, right? I think he knows how to be the heel. Uh, he knows how to be despised by the crowd, and like his motivations of why he's going to be the way they are are, are legitimate. So I think um, it is a wise move to make him be. Like um, the main foe at this point, so I, I think that worked. I think that feud
1: there is working right now. I think, but it, it didn't work for me because the setup for it, that you know, after the after he lost in the, you know, after he lost to TJ in CWC, Dan and CWC, Daniel Bryan comes out and gives him a big old hug. So that right there, you know, it's like okay, so now I'm supposed to hate the guy, you know, because now he's going against TJ. It's like well, yeah, but he just had a moment with like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but I, I don't. But you know that, what I'm saying? that doesn't, that doesn't bother me, because... Well, like, it, it bothered me. Okay, well... And I'm very calm by saying it, it bothered me. It bothered me. God damn it. Yeah. It bugged me. <laughs> I mean, because I
0: felt like... Like, he was kind of built as the heel the whole way through, and I, I felt like Daniel Bryan did a pretty good job of saying, like, yeah, I don't like what he's doing, but that's my guy, so... Like, yeah. I don't care. So, I don't feel like they try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes, with is, is, is why I'm okay with it. But, you know, that's in the past... Going forward, and I think that he fits the bill for for what that what that uh, rivalry needs to be to get the thing started off. But then I guess you know the other thing not to be addressed too is I mean realistically, it should have been Kodobushi that should be the guy carrying that division. And once um, they couldn't get him signed, then uh, then they had to go with uh, option B. I, I would say, and that's no slight against uh, against Perkins, uh, but. I, it could be. I mean, I, I I wonder how different things would be if Kota Ibushi was the champion and, and you had that that just attraction and the, the charisma that he brings out because he he even though he can't necessarily cut promos in English or anything like he has that kind yeah. of presence
1: like well not not a Nakamura like presence yeah. but but he has oh it's pretty pretty close I mean not as good, I mean not as good as Nakamura right. but I mean Kota, Kota I mean it's Ibushi right. um you know Perkins is kind of the He's kind of the, he's the type of champion where he's been toiling and, 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 like, doing jobs for people, but has always been legitimate in the ring, and, like, now it's his time, right? Well, he, he didn't get that. He got the belt right away, and it's like, and another, yeah, that was the other problem I had, too, was, like, okay, so you win you win the CWC, that means you're the champion. I'm like, I thought it was just a tournament, right? Like, I didn't realize it was a tournament for a belt, which is, and it's a, it's a small thing, but it's like it's kind of like that thrown-together, like, storytelling-type aspect that, that kind of turned me off to it, um... But you know, it's. I, I think TJ would have been better served. I mean, I, I think if it would been better served, you know, Kendrick wins it, and, and then TJ, kind of, you know, then you can build up TJ that way. I don't know. I just, I, I just, I just yeah. I don't like it. his time isn't. You know, yeah. he, he's not John Cena. You know, his time isn't now, I, mean. I
0: So uh, I'll, I'll, put this out um, as the last thing on this section, um, just because this was kind of my immediate reaction was, I had thought all along that. Um, the cruiserweight division would have been better served to be on SmackDown. Um, do you think that makes any difference? Like if you had Morrow calling the, the, the cruiserweight matches on SmackDown, do you think that would make any
1: any difference in how you viewed it? Any 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 superstar on Raw is better served with not calling it. You know, I mean it No, I, I don't think you would have the time I don't think it would have the time enough allowed for SmackDown. Um, I you know, don't, don't don't ask me about announcers because you know if you if no, you. I'm just saying like. You, but, but but I'm saying if you, if you take out Michael Cole, if you take out Michael Cole, and you can put it, you can put in that that Josh Kid or whatever, you can be the play-by-play guy. You know, I'm going <laughs> like two thousands, but I mean the the, the guys around him are I, I, they're good. I mean you know Graves is good and the other guys who's it. Saxton. Oh, Saxton, Ah, okay. <laughs> Gra- Graves is good. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're, there's. You know, and it's not like you know. I, I have a big problem with the SmackDown thing too. I mean, I don't like. I mean, I, I think JV, JBL, He's done. He, he's just bad. He's not. He's not good anymore. Um, yeah. No. I, I. You know, it's. It's. I, I'm not against the cruiserweight division. I mean, it has to play. It has to play out. Yeah. But it. If played right, it could have been a lot more. And 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 they're they're my biggest problem is that they're approaching it like a like it's a raw property, right? Like they're approaching it like it's raw, and it's like well. CWC was pretty damn successful on its own. It's like, why don't you take what, what worked well in CWC and apply it to these guys in Raw? Don't like Raw, you don't Raw if I am, you know, out, out the gate. All right, all right, fair enough. All right, so there's one more thing I want to get to here, and this will work
0: out well since you've been able to watch SmackDown. All right, what do you think of the whole uh, James Ellington situation or whatever the hell it was, Ellington James <laughs> the, the dude with no chin that oh. that beat AJ Styles for the uh, for a,
1: for a shot at the number one contender. Shot? Um, well, first off, that was an, that was an entertaining match. Right. right. Yeah, I, 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 you know it was uh, it was done well, Dean. Actually, what, what Dean did in that match it was it was uh, it wasn't rock level, but uh, he had more time to for shenanigans. Um, and, and you're referring to uh, Rock refereeing Triple H and the British Bulldog, yeah. I assume? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with this guy. I mean, I have no problem with him. You know, like if, if this guy can make his money, you know, and, and if if he can carve out a nice little career where, if it lasts a couple months or whatever, you know, I mean, it, it's it's not, it, you know, I don't know, it it, it it, there everything is kind of like you know, wink, wink, you know, and stuff. But the whole thing is that they're putting him in situations where it's legitimate, right? Like, you know, he's with Dean Ambrose and whatever. Um, I think it's fine dude. I I'm not going I'm not going to disparage a guy by get with a paycheck. Uh, uh, I'm not asking he he, seem, he seems like I mean he he was on Jericho's podcast. I mean, he's was oh, he? Yeah, I mean he's he's a I mean he's I mean he's engaging, right? I mean, you know, even even when he when he first like came out of nowhere and you're, you're like, dude, like who the hell is this guy, right? I'm like when he jobs like, when, he, like, when he to Stroman. Yeah, he's he's like where, where where's this guy's chin, you know? But but the thing is like it worked, right? Like he was like that, that was another good one uh,
0: when 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 AJ was about to put him in the uh, the Styles Clash and so and yeah. someone took your chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I believe that was uh, that was uh, what's his name's uh, husband that that. What's her name's husband that but, Um Yeah, no, I, I have no I have no problem. Yeah, I, I don't I don't look at him like oh god this guy again. Yeah. Well. Uh, so you know I wasn't trying to ask you to rate
0: him as a performer uh, necessarily, but is so I just find it funny because like one of the things that uh, when they did the brand split that. We were talking about was um, was was kind of refreshing for you know us guys have been watching wrestling for thirty some odd years, was the return of the the, the straight jobber and the squash match right, and so like, you know that's kind of like some fond memories back there. You thinking like back like the the Barry Horowitz days or whatever right? You had that jobber that you see that at, after a while yeah, you're like yeah. right, and so it's like George South yeah, right, boy yeah. George South. So so then when when this guy made his appearance against Strowman and then. You're just looking at this guy, like, like, who is this goop, right? Yeah. And then, but for whatever reason, like, you know, it's, just, it's that weird thing with, with that like... That chicken nugget? <laughs> yeah. What's that, that thing with, like, the certain, like, things that the millennials hold on to, right? Like, because like, even, uh, I think Mauro Bernalo called him the, the Ken Bone of, of WWE, which is exactly what it is, right? You find just some, like, weird random person, and then a, a meme happens, and then it goes viral, and then people start... It's Ken Bone? Uh, the... The... The dude that kind of looked like Ray Ratto that asked a question at the debate. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I say I didn't watch the debate. No, but you, you have you have the Twitter, so... I have the Twitter. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you I saw with it. With the red sweater and <laughs> yeah, and so like it, which is a very disparaging dis- dispersion comment to my boy Ray Ratto.
0: <laughs> I love Ray Ratto. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. Um, but like, like people latch on and these things go viral and like you know who would think just this goofy looking dude from Anaheim like people would like attached themselves to him and then he made his, uh, his second appearance where he didn't have, have the match with J- AJ alluded to the, the tag team when the Miz came in and that was great by the way. Um, and then for them to dust this guy off again and all of a sudden put him in this match. And then like the thing that was cool, like you said the match was good, but it, like it was a really interesting way they did it because it was like it was a match between AJ and Dean where AJ couldn't be physical with Dean. And then they had to manipulate everything through Ellington, and he did it for for or Ellsworth, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cut the guy short here, but for for what for what he was supposed to do, like or he did a like, really good job. The
1: last like three segment, it was like a three segment match, right? Three segment, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. And, and and it was, I mean, it it, it was it was silly, but I, I watched it, and I wasn't like I wasn't pissed off about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, right? it was it was entertaining, yeah. it was
0: it was different. It was it was not the type of match that I've seen in a long time, and and for what he was supposed to do like he, he Ellsworth did he did the job yeah. but um and and for some of the bad segments that that Dean Ambrose is in like i thought that like that whole thing worked the way that he did it didn't make any sense why at the end they'd say oh yeah that 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 result is legitimate and we're giving the guy a title shot because like Dean Ambrose just basically DDT'd AJ Styles yeah. twice and yeah. but like but for the the match being what it was I, I thought it worked really well
1: on on all three of them yeah, no. And SmackDown, SmackDown is it's a, it's a fun show, and, and it's it's different enough from Raw. And you know, I haven't I haven't watched Raw, but uh, but Raw has the better, I think Raw has the more legitimate performers, and SmackDown is, is it's it's a developmental show, but it, it you know where where there's where there's opportunity, you know that that's where people that that have kind of wallowed in the mire. I mean, like you know. You can't tell me that The Miz hasn't totally reinvented himself and it has become like the heel that he should have been a couple years ago, and uh, it's he's working um, Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt with, with with the return of uh, of my boy, um, mm-hmm. you know. That, even though even though the the main event was kind of was kind of stupid, but um, you know there's there's, there's, some, there's something there. I mean, it's it's Bray Wyatt's time now to see if he can actually do anything because. You know, I, I don't think he's being held back as much as he was before. Um, and then, you know, you had, that, you had that tag team division, too, that actually it just turned out to be a good division.
0: Yeah, that, that, the Usos uh, continue to, I think, get the job done as a heel team, and you're talking about reinventing yourself, uh, exactly what those guys are doing. Um, I, it remains to be seen uh, what ends up happening uh, with Dolph now that he's got that title. Um, yeah, it's obviously something I've been wanting to happen, but like like we talked about a, a few weeks ago. I mean, like the Miz, the Miz. There's a lot of truth in what Miz said in that promo about you know he he brought relevance back to that belt. And there's, I think there's some pressure on on Dolph to see like what he's gonna do now that he finally has that title.
1: Well, anytime you can bring the Spirit Squad back in, in, a, in a legitimate fashion, I, I you know can, I, I like that two on one two on one match. Can Dylan look legit out there? Yeah. Uh, bo- both of them do. Yeah. Yeah, the skinny dude. The skinny dude. I mean, That's I mean, skinny. Dolph. Uh, I mean, Dolph himself. <coughs> don't get me wrong, but right. I mean, Ken, Kenny can. You know, I like Kenny. I mean, there's something about that guy, and I and I liked him back then too.
0: Yeah.
1: Even though I only saw him for like twenty second snippets here and there. So before they put him in a box and shipped him to OVW. Sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Um. So you have this in Luke Cage, so we can't talk about that. No. Nope. Um. You, you haven't you haven't watched The Get Down yet? No. Nope. <laughs> I want to start watching Westworld. Yeah, I, I want to. I, I've I've been hearing some things about Westworld. I recorded it, but just because of the backlog of shows, I, I haven't gotten to and, it. And I, I saw the first episode of Firefly. It's pretty good. Like the old like, the old uh, one, yeah. You never watched that before? I never watched the whole thing. Not like Firefly. Yeah. So Firefly I, maybe, maybe maybe I'll start polishing off that stuff too. I mean, it, it has my grill in it, so. What? Uh, was it Monica Beckerin or whatever Oh, name?
0: no, Mo- uh,
1: Morena Beckerin. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's bad, dude. She's <laughs> She's good, man. She's good. <laughs> she, she You know what? She is better than Julia Stiles. <laughs> wow. I know
0: that. That took a lot for you.
1: <laughs> it took a lot for me to say. You know, you know what I do want to talk about? Go ahead. So, talk to me. We, we don't have to spend too much time on this. And, and you, you're, you're not going to like what I'm going to say, but... So, Tombstone, that, you know... Tombstone was on the the other the other night, and I recorded it. Tombstone is, still holds up to this day. It's, it's a good movie. I mean, it's it's you know there's some parts in it and you're kind of ah, whatever you know like, but for the time that I, it was it was yeah, made, tread uh, lightly here. No 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 Tombstone's legit. I watched this other movie again, and it's I think it's 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 nostalgic, but I think it's just a bad movie. Like I, I don't like it as much as I used to like it, and that movie is One Carlitos Way. No, really, i i I wholeheartedly disagree <laughs>
0: even in the last couple of months it's come on cable a couple of times and mm-hmm. if I get there,
1: I stay there Oh, I, mean, I stay there too but it's it's just it's not that good for a movie how so i don't know i just it's just uh i mean that there's there's some really good parts in that movie right like but it's just it's i don't know it's 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 lost its luster over time i just mm. i i just don't i don't i just think it's <laughs> I, I i think the I think some of, the, some of the lines are bad. Like, the, the best part of that movie is when, uh, is when uh, Wahilo, uh when, when they go in and, and, and there's a double cross and he gets, you know, he gets his throat slit. His cousin gets his throat slit. Wahilo, right? Yeah. And then, and then he's in the bathroom. He has, he has no ammo left and it, that, that, that speech he does, I mean, you know, he's like, <laughs> he like you, know, you think you're big time, you know, you're going to die big time and he's like, oh, you are been before now, but it's just like, just, Just the whole the whole relationship with uh, with Penelope Ann Miller. uh, Well, that yes, we we, we've established it. Yeah, I know, but it's just and then it's just,
0: you know, I don't know, dude. Nah, uh, I I disagree. Sean Penn's awesome in that movie. Um,
1: No, I I I, but I don't I don't I don't don't know, dude. I I think it's it was a good movie for its time. It's it's a it's a cult classic. I'm not going to say that I'm never going to watch it again. I just think it's a bad movie. It's just like it's it's a bad movie that I like to watch, right? But I don't think it. it where when I'm watching Tombstone, it's like, man, like now Tombstone. If I'm if Tombstone, Tombstone's on, that there's some bad parts on Tombstone as well. But I think overall, it's just it's just a good a good overall movie. I just think kind of. It's just there's a little bit, you know, <laughs> you know Al Pacino dancing, right? I mean that that doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing with, like. <laughs> The whole thing was like, I'll cut your fucking liver out. Okay, okay. That was, that was great. No, but I be mean, like, really? Like, he, he gets out a knife. It's like a pen knife. He goes, I'm going to cut your liver out. Hey, that's
0: Carlito Brigante, <laughs> mother <laughs> of the man. Well, it's
1: just, it, you know, it, it's kind of like, and see, this is like one of the movies that kind of started. I mean, it was during the whole genre. It's like, you have, I mean, his is a little bit different, but you always have, like, you know, like, Someone is like either like a drug dealer, they rise to power, they're doing well, and then there's a fall off, right? And Carlito's way, it's like he's, you know, you, you see the mistakes happening during the movie. I'm like, dude, I'm like, come on, dude. I'm like, you're not that stupid. Like, why don't you, you, you know, you gotta kill Benny Blanco from the box, Bronx, dude. Not because the street is watching, but it's like, that guy's gonna kill you in the end, dude. You know, it's like, He's a young kid, like, you know, like, like, a, like the fat dude says, like, that was you 20 years ago. You know, it's like, dude, never, and I'm like, never me. I mean, Carlito, Carlito Brigante, the real Carlito Brigante does not make that mistake. He kills Benny Blanco. If it's a real, if it's a real-life situation, he kills Benny Blanco from the prompts. And it's, it just doesn't make any sense. Although, I, although one of the best performances ever is Viggo Mortensen, you know, as, as, as uh, La, La <laughs> It's not even turned it on. It's gonna give you a signal <laughs> or something.
0: Um, yeah, no, no, no I, I mean, if there's if there's one flaw of, in logic in that movie, it there's would be a lot it, of flaws of logic. But yeah, right. go if there's one, it would be there that he didn't kill Ben Blanca, right? But I mean, I think that's I mean that's I, what I like about the movie is like like you got this is it's a guy that of all the, like they like they kind of say, of all the guys that say, like, I'm not going to do this anymore and I'm going to go clean, like, like he's trying to go, he's legitimately trying to go clean, and everything he knows, like, is trying to lead him back in that direction. So you can kind of, I mean, you can see where, you know, that mistake could be made, I, I would say. But, yeah, I mean, that would be the one. Um, maybe the other was... Uh, was where he tried to act like he didn't see Kleinfeld in the in the um, in the hospital when he's talking to the Italians. But I'd say either way, they probably were going to kill him. So you might as well well the, 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 play that out of the, the, as the whole
1: the whole shootout scene in the train station. That's epic, right? So I mean, there are good. I mean, listen, very good aspects of it. And then, and I, I guess what I want to try to say is like if you put Tombstone up against uh, Curly's way, I think Tombstone beats Curly's way. Next thing you're going to tell me is like the, the scene in the coffee shop and Heat was no good. Oh, that's a great scene. Next thing you're telling me no, they're no, 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 overacting. Well, wait a minute. No, no, Heat, I mean, Heat is is one of the most underrated movies. In all. I, everybody's forgotten about Heat. Heat's a great movie. I mean, you're talking, I mean, you have so many good actors in that movie. I, I think what we need to. Tone Tone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm over-epping Will. <laughs> that's what this guy
0: goes on and on about how he don't know nothing and he didn't been anywhere and he ain't seen anything. That's when I know this
1: cat got something going down. <laughs> uh, but I think what we, what we should start doing is start taking all these old movies and comparing the them against each other. Tombstone v. Carlito's Way. What movie wins? I can't answer a question. Like yeah, you right can. Now. Come on. Come on, dog. Uh, <laughs> look, look at <laughs> looking at the ceiling again. Uh, He's laughing again. <laughs> I laugh. Man. <laughs> No.
0: Put yourself out there, dude. Both of those movies are right up like that. But I'd say like Tombstone's my favorite western, and and Carlito's is my favorite wow. uh, mob movie. <laughs> I, I am I am over fucking women well right I can't, now. Yeah. You can't asking me to choose between my kids over here, man. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, it,
1: it, this, was, was this is like no, you, you ain't you ain't pussyfooting around this, around this thing. Make a decision, dude. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think. You're, you're running through all the scenes, and the sadness, and the sadness.
0: Um... <sighs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, we'll get I back. can't answer we'll, my we'll, question. We'll, we'll, get ba- we'll get back to it, because you, you, you have no balls. I might have to go watch cool. both and, and yeah, make, okay. it, make an executive decision. So this, this one's easier then, okay? Casino versus Goodfellas. What are you picking? Um, It is tough.
0: I I think I go casino, and it's only really because I've watched it a lot more times. Um, But whenever I watch Goodfellas... ah, I like Goodfellas. Goodfellas is really... It's a great movie. Um, I think... Leota is kind of, you know... Kind of abusive to his lady. Yeah. And and that Karen. <laughs> Karen. What are you doing, Karen? Um, Why did you do that? <laughs> they we're never gonna find out, Karen. <laughs> I had this I had this um, student for three years. And, and I would always say her name right like that. And then I had I'd had to kinda like not the full on, but I had to yeah. explain like uh
1: where that came from? Well, one time, one time she, one time he was in the kitchen and then she went in there and got on her knees and yeah. he didn't explain that part, right? I don't, I don't want you to get in trouble or nothing. Right? No, <laughs> no. Um, just,
0: uh, yeah. I, I, for me, for me personally, I just have to go with Casino because I've seen it more times. But there's something, something about the fact that I've seen Goodfellas
1: less times that like it kind of hooks me in a little bit more. Yeah. I, I go kissing all the way too. I I've seen oh, I know it. you're gonna say kissing. I mean, Good Goodfellas was good, and, and I'll give Goodfellas. The, Goodfellas was the first. It started the whole thing, right? Like, it, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the first gangster movie, but it started that whole kind of like let's look back, let's look, let's look at these you know at these gangsters in the seventies and eighties when they're really powerful. Um, but you know, kind of look at you know, some of the you know some of the lines were just just really really stupid. You know, like you yeah. know. No, 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 in in Goodfellas, Goodfellas. but I mean Goodfellas was good, and and actually, you know, like you you look at like the performances of you know you look at the same guys are in the same movies, right? Like you know Joe Pesci, it's great in Goodfellas, but I mean Casino, I mean that that I mean that's like I think that's like Joe Pesci's opus, dude. I mean like that's like the best I've ever seen Joe Pesci, which is saying a lot because Goodfellas is really good too, and then of course you have Robert De Niro, and then you just have the whole. Just everything, dude. Like, just like that story. Just like, it's it's. So I mean, both of them are, are are done really well, but you know, the whole thing is like, you know, De Niro's character in in Goodfellas. You know, it's like he shoots, he kills everybody. He's like really greedy. And it's like, okay, why am I rooting for this guy, or why, why am I rooting for any of these guys? Mm-hmm. Whereas like Casino, like you're kind of rooting for De Niro's character, right? You know, and and just you want, you, you know, it was so good in the beginning in Las Vegas. It's like, dude, like how can they can't go back to that? You know, and it's, like, kind of like the same thing. It's, like, De Niro makes a lot of mistakes in that movie. But it's not, like, over time it happens where it's, like, you know, say like, Curly's Way. it's, like, uh, you know, he makes a ton of mistakes. And it's, like, this guy's supposed to be, like, a street smart guy, and he's making all these mistakes. So we'll we'll, we'll get into Tombstone and Curly's Way another time. Because we, we just brought up, like, three of the most important movies, you know, of, of like, our uh, coming-of-age years, right? Like, between, like, 19 and 23, 24. Those were the movies that I watched all the time, so.
0: About, uh Donnie Brasco. No, no, Donnie I've never Brasco. seen Donnie
1: Brasco. Never? I've never watched it. It's
0: a good movie. Yeah. I don't think it outranks any of those, but it's a good
1: movie. That's it's a, a, a different point of view of the mob genre. And when, when, Rogue, when Rogue One comes out you know, in December, you know, we can start breaking down what movie's better. You know, Empire Strikes Back, Force Awakens, you know, we can have those conversations as well. And then you can be watching Luke Cage as well when you start talking about Luke Cage. And then... Uh, Ask you uh, if, if Anchorman is better than a forty-year-old virgin. That's a tough one. God, that's that's a, that's a good one. That, we we got we're doing that one next week. All right. Because that's those right. that's a tough one. I like both of those movies. Too. In the beginning. No, no, no. We'll talk about it next right. week. All table, right. Table, we'll table, table. All right. So uh, all right, well, we, we can't do the stuff that we usually do. Um, so I have my boy. I better have my Jones over here. on bad news. And if I don't feel like having four beers after practice, or you know, if, if if I feel like staying up because it's late for me now and I gotta go to bed like in 10 minutes, you know, maybe we do this next week. Maybe, maybe we may try this next week. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Stay classy, Diego. <Sandy. laughs> there you go. Took you long
0: enough. I know you like that. You wanna try that? It's like a flashback. To- Shake your ass crack,
1: I got the boss to rock the salsa, funk a blues, or any groove to make your move, cause taking you to another landscape, is
0: my mandate, I'm highly animated, even though I'm decomposing, so if your feet is
1: frozen, I'ma die to you.